This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday, it's 11 o'clock, and it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show with your host, Armish. by the Hydromatics from their debut album Parts Unknown. That is available these days as a self-titled affair with bonus material through Easy Action Records. It was also the very first track that I played on the very first Paranoid School Rock Show and unlike episode one, it certainly has stood the test of time and is still definitely worth having if you do not already own it. There was talk uh, of the Hydromatics with Nicky Anderson on drums playing some European gigs either this year or last. Sadly, it seems it didn't get past the talking stage, but I still live in hope. Evening all, Uncle Arm here, back behind the microphone, coming at you live from the London borough of Bromley.
in ages of course it was the backyard babies and open brackets is it close brackets still all right to smile the babies as you know uh, are back over here at the end of january beginning of february supporting the wild hearts who i shall be seeing tomorrow evening dan and brian with the professionals and janice stark opening uh, talking of the wild hearts their new mini album hit the real and virtual record shops today today being the 4th of October, streaming, downloading and non-rock radio UK listeners. The lead track, Diagnosis, has been taken from the band's latest and very excellent album, The Renaissance Men, uh, with the other five tracks exclusive to this release. I know I shouldn't be surprised, but sadly I was when Ginger posted on social media last week to say that it looks like radio stations won't be playing Diagnosis because the album's been out too long. I'm sorry... But I don't get that. Now, Ginger doesn't allude to which radio station or stations she's talking about. But the rock one I listen to, I often hear stuff from Earth Versus, which is 26 years old. So their rationale is flawed. And it's not the greatest way, as Ginger points out, to support British rock music.
Planet Rock, on the other paw, for the last few weeks have been playing on a daily basis. Last train to Tokyo from the up and coming Michael Munro album, One Man Gang. I guess, you know, once it's out, they'll never play it again. I know I'm jaded, but, you know, current track record, can you blame me? As you are aware, Steve Conte plays guitar in the aforementioned Michael Munro band, where he replaced Todd Youth back in, what, 2009? Anyway, I like Steve Conte, but then again, the whole of the band are top draw people. Uh, to be honest, I can't claim to have heard of him uh, whilst he was in the company of Wolves. Uh, it wasn't until he joined the New York Dolls that he appeared and then stayed on my radar. Steve, as uh, well as being a Munro, also has a sideline band called Steve Conte and the Crazy Truth. That was for a while on hiatus, but reconvened on the 13th of September in New York City to celebrate the band's 10th anniversary. And we mustn't forget Gimme Gimme Rock Away, a single that featured Jesse Manning, Andy Rock and Clem Burke. Anyway, uh, Paul McCartney's guitarist, Brian Ray, has just released a 7-inch single called Pirate Radio. And on the B-side is a track called Trash Man that was co-written by Steve. You see... There was a point to my rambling. Uh, they also play on utilising uh, six-string bass as well as, I think, guitar. Uh, that sounds something like this. <laughs> Yeah. 
I've said this before, but music genuinely still excites me. Ever since I bought Slade's Slade album with my birthday money in 1972, right up to, and including today, and even future potential releases, I get a daily buzz at the anticipation of what new music will come my way. Uh, back in the day, it would involve me going to my local record shop, browsing the racks whilst my folks were at Tainsbury's on a Saturday morning. Uh, these days, it's the internet or my inbox that I have to browse, but I still get the same feeling. It's just a shame that there's nothing out there for me to like. <laughs> was jesting squire trelawney there is so much great music out there i might even start my own radio show just to promote it <laughs> that of course was the hit priests and stand for nothing from the album of the same name that is also one of the tracks from their split single with grindhouse uh, it also looks like before the end of the month is out that yet another hit priest split seven inch will be in the offing this time It'll be with Space Force, with the Dipshits original of My Damnation and Saxon's Play It Loud, with Space Force's contribution of Ignition and Venom's Black Metal. And that concludes the Hippies public service announcement for this week. And no, I still haven't broached the subject to the 23rd of November with extra rate, although I might have accidentally bought myself a Black Hawk ticket. If you aren't down in Bryant tomorrow for the Wild Hearts and still in the smoke, the Phobics, along with Junko Fuse, are playing for free at the Pelton Arms in Greenwich, where I'm pretty sure you'll be able to pick up the Phobics' new album, Burnt Rubber, if you ask nicely. Uh, so you know what to expect. This is Politics, a new track from the said album that you may get to hear live. But then again, 
You may not. Radio UK, home of the best in rock. Turn it up.
I am saying absolutely nothing. At the end of this month, both of Motorhead's 1979 album releases will be getting the 40th anniversary treatment. Overkill and Bomber will be available separately with bonus previously unheard live material or together as the Motorhead 1979 box set that will set you back just under a couple of hundred quid with even more collectible items. Sadly, uh, as much as I desire this, it's well out of my price range. I did... Last Friday, however, get the Ramones' It's Alive 40th Anniversary double vinyl 4 CD set for just over 70 quid. Friend of the show, Squirrel Associate Arkwright, said it was a luxury item. I, on the other hand, view it as essential. As well as the original vinyl of the uh, 1977 New Year's Eve gig at the Rainbow that has been remastered, I got extensive liner notes, the original gig on CD, with three bonus live gigs recorded in the days leading up to the Rainbow, namely at Birmingham, Stoke-on-Trent and Aylesbury. Take it, Dee Dee. corner this week i have two tracks for you to ingest first comes courtesy of david hasselhoff and his covers album open your eyes the lead track by the lords of the new church i thoroughly enjoyed that featured from the stooges james williamson as you heard when i played it on episode 701 uh it's not all covers though as todd runnigan plays on a new version of the hoff's 2006 track jump in my car no doubt to generate royalties from publishing rights. However, the album is a mixed bag. Uh, some work and are good, like Sweet Caroline featuring Ministry and the aforementioned Open Your Eyes. Some are passable, like uh, Bowie's Heroes and the straight cover of uh, Rhinestone Cowboy. But then, Here I Go Again could give William Shatner a run for his money. And Sugar Sugar is a straight... Why? even if Steve Cropper plays on it. My second favourite after the Lord's track is his take on Echo and the Bunnyman's Lips Like Sugar, that a flock of seagulls lend their 80s synth-pop talent to.
1989, The Replacements released their Don't Tell a Soul album that was the first uh, to feature Bob Slim Dunlap, who replaced Bob Stinton uh, a couple of years earlier, and was produced by Matt Wallace, but mixed by Chris Lord Olgin, who gave it a uh, radio-friendly modern rock sheen that Paul Westerberg was not that particularly enamoured with. Hitting the real and virtual record shops last Friday was the Dead Man's Pop 4 CD box set of the redressed version of Don't Tell a Soul. Uh, the first disc is the mix Wallace would have presented to the label and to the band had it been left in his capable hands. On the whole, it's much uh, cleaner and clearer with uh, buried fields making their way to the top. Uh, the running order has also been rejiggled to reflect Wallace's version uh, disc two uh, pretty much uh, was what was recorded at the disastrous berg bearsville sessions that saw the band fighting with producer tony berg in front of metallica who were recording and justice for all at the same time mostly it consists of demos run-throughs or outtakes but are all essential like this one
already mentioned Slade it seemed apt that I should air the replacements version of Goodbye to Jane you see I just don't cobble this together on the fly minutes if not seconds go into planning this show uh, making sure there is a common thread running through it yeah email me if you can find it and uh, I've just remembered that um, I forgot to mention in my hip priest's public service announcement that the dipshits will be supporting the godfathers at Dingwall's in London on the 14th of February, which is all well and good if you're a singleton or your significant other is also a spasm gang member, but not me. Oh no, evening meal, nowhere near Camden is my fate. Uh, the other two discs that make up Dead Man's Pop are live recorded at uh, the University of Wisconsin in Milwaukee on the 2nd of June 1989. Talking to live, as you know, last Thursday and indeed Friday, I decamped to the Dublin Castle in Camden for two days of the Diamond Dogs and Paradise Alley. Thursday was the first time that I have managed to see the aforementioned Paradise Alley, although vocalist Steve Vincent and guitarist Tad Shagu have been social media friends, uh, and in Tadji's case, real-life acquaintance since um, well, MySpace, ask your grandparents. Uh, after Thursday's gig, uh, I was speaking to a friend of the show and Squirrel Associate Arkwright how glam is uh, viewed by some people as uh, a young person's genre. I can certainly see their point. Young and pretty, and as the name implies, glamorous. However, I don't recall reading in the glam handbook circa 1973 that there was a cut-off point. Age creeps up on us. When I was 18, I had 28, 29-inch waist, and my weight... Uh, it was only just into double figures, you know, stones-wise, obviously. Uh, 36 years later, on these days when I look down, I can't see my feet. We all can't be Michael Munro. Uh, I was lucky because, well, as glam, I was into punk, so uh, my dress code often came a bit blurred. I think I was one of the only few people who dug Discharge's Grave New World. Coincidentally, uh, on Saturday, Steve from the aforementioned Paradise Alley on Facebook said something along the lines the same as me that there isn't you know a cut-off point chinos and check shirts are not an option but he also pointed out that the younger glam generation don't look at us how we looked at the you know the likes of sweet and hanoi you know the best form of defense is attack and paradise alley certainly attacked the dublin castle attack is like um the guitar playing equivalent of john s whistle 
and effortlessly peeling off licks and runs whilst leaving all the pretty boy antics to Sammy Guns and Ben Webster, with Steve as the ringmaster. Uh, originally, Tadge's other band, that will be the London SS, were due to play uh, on the Thursday, but with their drummer in New York City, Paradise Alley got two bites of the cherry. Although it looked like no one had sent the memo to Brady as he turned up with guitar in hand. Mind you, every time I see Brady, he's got his guitar in his hand. However, he joined the band on both nights for a cover of the London SS song, Star. should have played a studio track from either of Paradise Alley's albums, Psychotic Playground or Heartbreakers and Home Records. It's live, yeah, they still sound just as relevant as I imagined they sounded back in the day. Uh, but where else are you going to hear a Hollywood brat playing a London SS tune with Paradise Alley? You know. Plus, I did play You Didn't, uh, Didn't You Used To Be uh, Somebody, careful I don't get that wrong again, <laughs> last week. Uh, out of the two days, Friday was the best. And that's not to say Thursdays was substandard, far from it. But when you overhear someone saying, when did they become the best band in the world on the way to the bar, you know Cuban heels and eyeliner are still in fashion. Uh, I did ask Steve after Friday's gig, who is going to play Class of 92 next year's uh, Hard Rock Sleaze in Sheffield as both Paradise Alley and Plastic Tears are on the bill. Wait and see, wait and see, was his non-committal reply with a twinkle in his eye. If, like me, uh, you can't wait to see Paradise Alley live again, may I draw your attention to Rockaway Beach 46 at the Hope and Anchor, where else, on the 28th of February. I know, it's a while off, but Neon Animal, Paradise Alley, what's not to like? And it's only about eight quid. 
Just before we get into the dog's uh, diamond dogs, uh, I've, uh, as I've mentioned, Plastic Tears, it would only be right and proper for me to play the new single, Look of Lies, that came out last Friday, even if I am running out of time. <laughs> I'm doing this live as I really haven't got enough time to tell you how great the Diamond Dogs were because uh, they were. I mean, they really were. Uh, I think Sulu is the only constant member since they formed back in 92. But the band he's got now a superb live as well as on record. I just hope uh, that it isn't four years before they grace our shores again. This one's for Barry Masters. Until next week, take it easy. (laughs) 